fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe Bonus episode. You are now listening to the Big Two Podcast. Play that beautiful intro music. Can't understand why people demand I gotta pick just one. What in the shop I've got two dobs, mighty clan of super sons. One pod has the goal to just want it all and okay what the people do. Marvel and DC are both written for me. Listen to the big two, the big two. Hey, how's it going, everybody? This is Joey Galvez here for another episode of the Big Two Podcast. And this week is going to be a really special bonus episode. I've got one of my good buddies here in the studio with me, and we're going to be talking about uh, his intro to comics and, and just in general what he kind of uh, what got him into comics and all that good stuff. We're going to talk take a little bit of a walk down memory lane with my good buddy Nate Vandenberg. Hey, how's it going, Nate? I'm doing fantastic. How's it going, Joey? I'm doing wonderful. Good. So, number one, uh, how how did you uh, get into comics? Uh, so I remember very very vividly my very first comic book because uh, I was I was in the first grade. It was April of 1989, okay. and I had been sick, really, really, really sick. I couldn't keep anything down for days. Um, it was to the point where I could hardly walk, and my parents took me to an emergency room, and uh, the doctor prescribed me some stuff, and I remember driving uh, from the emergency room to a, a grocery store in Roy, Utah, well, my mom went inside to the pharmacy to get some stuff for me and stuff. Uh-huh. And uh, all the pharmacies back then, they all had the spinner racks, right? Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, my mom felt so bad for me that sitting there on a <laughs> spinner rack was a G.I. Joe comic book. Um, oh, it was volume one, number 85. <laughs> and nice. I remember the, the cover of it very well. It has Storm Shadow on the cover okay. holding, a, holding a compound bow. Oh, and uh, what was really cool about this comic was the G.I. Joe comics at the time, it was being published by Marvel. Mm-hmm. They released three issues that had no dialogue in them. Oh, wow. It was 100% wow. visual. And this was the second of the three. So um, I know the most valuable one is the first one. That one will go mm-hmm. now for hundreds of dollars. I um, I don't know how much uh, the number 85 is right now, mm-hmm. but uh, it was, uh, I remember sitting in the back of our, we, we bought one of the very first Hyundai Excels. Uh, it was a, just a horrible car, but uh, uh, sitting in the back of that with this comic book uh, that my mom pulled off the spinner rack at oh, the pharmacy man. for me. So uh, it, that really stuck in my mind Mm -hmm. uh, you know just my my mom just pitying me and getting me a comic book because i i couldn't do anything else but lay in bed because i was so sick but yeah my very first comic was was that one gi joe gi joe it was awesome who was your favorite gi joe character um you know i always did like the ninja characters the storm shadow Mm -hmm. and all that that stuff um i i always felt a a big connection to duke uh he was he was my favorite i loved flint um Uh I grew up on kind of a farm, and uh, my dad bought a steer calf one time uh, to raise to slaughter, and uh, we named him Flint. (laughs) And uh, Flint ended up dying of pneumonia. Oh, no. Um, But, yeah, I I named him Flint after the G.I. Joe and everything. So, yeah, yeah, he was, uh, Flint was one of my favorites. Yeah, I love G.I. Joe. I mean, the the old cartoon, I you know, knowing is half the battle and all that stuff. I love the old cartoons. That's awesome. 
So did you get into the comic books first or the or the cartoons first? I had been into the cartoons for years, and I think uh-huh. that's why my mom picked the okay. comic book for me because, yeah. oh, it's a G.I. Joe comic. Oh, he knows that. Yeah, I'm sure she just grabbed it just, <laughs> you know, on a whim. So That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. All right, awesome. That, man, you, you know, one of my first books that I ever picked, and I, and I tell this to everybody on the pe- podcast, everybody knows this, and they're, they're probably, like, sick of me talking about it, but and, and I actually have it here on my wall. Which was uh, the the uh, X Men Volume Two Number One Jim Lee cover? It's the ones that have all those connecting covers. Yeah, and um, I and I recently actually picked up every single cover. I'm pretty excited about that, one. That's I'm, cool. and I'm thinking about putting it in a frame, um, connecting all the covers all next to each other. And it's and I even picked up the one that actually has the wraparound cover with the with the fold out. Yeah, awesome, yeah. awesome. You know, I, I'm sure through the years as I was collecting comics, you don't think about it when you're a kid. You just read them and you beat them up. And and like I said, that GI Joe comic is long gone. I didn't hang on to it for more than a couple yeah. of years, but mm-hmm. um, I'm sure. At one point, each of us has had really valuable stuff through our hands that we didn't even think about. Oh, yeah, it, yeah. It's long gone yeah. now, and it, it makes me sad. I wish I could go back and, right. and do that kind of stuff, but oh well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I've had tons of books back in my day that uh, I'm sure are worth more money now than than actually, than I did then. I, I didn't appreciate them as much as I do now. Yeah, back then. Yeah, I think I would even like. I would, uh, uh, you know, sometimes I would open them up and, and put them on my walls. If they had a wraparound cover open and like a fold out, mm-hmm. like poster type thing, I would pull the poster out. Yeah, everybody's like cringing right now, right? <laughs> but, I mean, I was a kid and I was into comic books. And, and I like to say I'm a, I'm a reader first, you know, then a collector second. Um, and, and I think it's because it kind of stems from my childhood where I would put off, pull it off the, st- uh, uh, off the uh, spinner rack mm-hmm. and I would read them. And, and and then I would put them up on my wall because yeah. I was like, oh, I just I read that book or I read this whole line here, I read this whole this whole run, and and that's what I did. I still do that to this day. Like I've got books on my wall that I've read and I've got two or three copies of each, and one of them is my reader that I that gets the damage and right. one of them I don't touch. Um, now I kind of you know respect it a little bit better now that I now that I know <laughs> better, um, but back then I definitely. I definitely kind of they took a beating a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so you you liked GI Joe? Yeah. So, what other significant uh, uh, characters or or books in your life was there? So, um, you know, I I kind of got into the Ninja Turtles a little bit after oh, that. Yeah. Um, awesome. But the the ones that really kind of was was the snowball that mm-hmm. really got things rolling for me throughout my life. I I recall in about the fifth grade, uh, Fox Kids had the animated X Men show. Yeah, and in school, I'm sure you remember this. There would be like kids versions of Sports Illustrated and National okay. Geographic yeah, and that. stuff yeah. in the libraries. And I remember one of those uh, having kind of a special educational version of the X-Men. Okay. And it was like, you know, the X-Men are fighting to save glaciers or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> was, for some reason, that sounds vaguely familiar. <laughs> I don't know why that sounds familiar. Like, you know, they're probably trying to save some endangered species yeah. or something like that. So they're they're indoctrinating you into science yeah. through X-Men, right? And and so I remember reading that. And, and uh, so with the combination of that and uh-huh. the, uh, the, the animated show, yeah. that's what really got me going going on on x-men and i i really i dive 
dove dove into the <laughs> comics like crazy at that yeah. point um really felt a connection to the characters also i mean and, and we've discussed this before but my uh father passed away around mm-hmm. this time um a lot of parts of my life had been changed i had been moved from the school that i'd been to for uh since kindergarten into another one moved from a house that i'd been to since before mm-hmm. kindergarten into another one and i just felt like i didn't belong in my new life okay and i felt a connection to professor xavier and, and all of the x-men because they were the outcasts that were welcomed in and yeah. uh so, so yeah that would the x-men were really the snowball that got things okay. rolling for me through the rest of my life so who's your favorite X-Men character? Beast. Beast? Beast. Why I, Beast? He was an example to me that just because you can use your muscles, okay. your brain is what really resolves conflicts. Oh, sweet. Uh, Man, I almost picked up a, a Beast book uh, last night. I wish I, I mean, now I'm kicking myself because I could have got, that could have been your Christmas present, man. <laughs> yeah, he just, I, I always loved him. That He was like, he was just capable of, you know, he had strength that uh-huh. rivaled, you know, the Hulk or the thing and stuff like yeah. that. But his mind was what set him apart. His, and his brains, he, yeah. Yeah, he, he was very diplomatic. He was the one that would talk through mm-hmm. conflict before resorting to violence. And I always yeah. ad- admired that about him. Yeah, brains over brawn, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, not not nowadays. <laughs> no, no, and that's that's think, one thing about the comics. It's like, well, in this universe, he's like this, but in this one, yeah, he's yeah, like this. They, and... I, I think I think with X Men, that's that's one of those books, and that's one of those those uh, things that they that they kind of they they do so much with. Right now, they're doing awesome stuff. Hickman is doing some great stuff yeah. right now with with, with X Men, but with Hickman. You can't just dive into like one or two books. You no. have to dive into his whole story to get to get the 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 whole entire it, it, get it in its entirety. And I love that. I and see, I for me personally, I'm like, man, I feel like I'm doing homework. Like, it's so <laughs> it is, much. Man, you know, it, it definitely <laughs> is. But I love it. <laughs> I'm that I'm that geek. Like like uh, uh like especially with what he's doing right now in X Men. Um, when he came out with that whole alphabet. Uh, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I like, I would, I was, and then he finally like gave us the cipher mm-hmm. and what they, I was like, oh man. And I've even got some, some of the cards sitting up there that yeah. have the cipher yep. in it. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, I love this. Cause now I can go back and read all the books that, that he, and kind of, kind of cipher the, all, uh, through all the, all the hidden messages that they have. And I thought it was really cool. Man. Yeah. It was cool that <laughs> they gave us that cipher at the free comic book day event. Yeah. And uh-huh. yeah, I've loved looking at that. And I've even found a, uh, Somebody did a, a a downloadable font on the web oh, that you can download and, oh, and type really? in that and everything. That's yeah, awesome. I'm yeah. A, I think I'm gonna do all my tweets in that font now, <laughs> and everybody's just gonna have to figure out what I'm saying. Yeah, I love it. I think it's so cool. I even was like, no, I could probably get a tattoo or something like that. Oh That'd man, be pretty cool. But <laughs> I thought we had to hide it. So that yeah, yeah. <laughs> hide it in a place where nobody can see. Yeah, I, I, my rule of thumbs when it comes to you know the 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 nerdy tattoos is keep it business <laughs> appropriate. So. Uh, if I'm dressed in yeah. business, business mm-hmm. casual, make sure you can't see it. So. Yeah, my wife said I can't do that anymore. She's <laughs> like, no more, no more. <laughs> but it's all good. Uh, but that's awesome, man. Yeah, one of my favorites is, is the X Men too. Yeah. Um, I think Wolverine is really one of my favorite favorite uh um you know superheroes or or favorite X Men, and then I, I I'm one of those guys that has a favorite villain. <laughs> sure. From the X Men. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and Mister Sinister was my favorite okay. villain. All right. Uh, he was just so cool, and I loved what they did with with uh, with him in these Hickman series. Man, it was really stinking cool. Yeah, that yeah. And I awesome. always say the best villains are the ones that you can look at and go, 
yeah, I can kind of see their side of the argument. And, <laughs> you know, even, you know, that something they've been wronged in they some way. They do that way. a lot in the X-Men. Yeah. You know, they've been wronged in some way mm-hmm. and they want to right the wrong, yeah. but they don't take mm-hmm. into consideration that, that their actions are going to yeah. make them the villain. And I think, I think Chris Claremont is the one who kind of, who kind of did that with Magneto back in the day mm-hmm. and, and, and he kind of made him, yeah, he's this villain, but then you kind of, there's a different side to him. Uh, but I think he was, uh, that the one who, uh, made Magneto kind of, um, uh, flip to be one of the leaders of the X-Men. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, uh, X-Men's one of those big ones. I yeah. like it a lot. Yeah. So, um, so is, do you, so did you find yourself, because you mentioned two Marvel books, Mar- Marvel books uh, yes. back in the day, do you find yourself more kind of leaning towards Marvel books or DC? You know, it just depends. I'm, I'm, I always have to kind of laugh at the people that are like Marvel versus DC yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. I think both of them, I mean, and, and it's funny because a lot of creators have worked for both organizations. Right. And they so, still do to this day yeah. sometimes. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I guess I'm more loyal to people you know, writers and artists rather than DC versus yeah. Marvel yeah. or, or even the independent labels, the image mm-hmm. and, and, uh, you know, uh, Claudio Sanchez's, um, evil Inc. Okay. Um, yeah. you know, I, I, I guess I gravitate towards creators rather than yeah. publishers. Yeah. Uh, same here, man. I, I, that's why, that's why I kind of branched out and did this podcast because, and, 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 it's because I really like a lot of Marvel stuff. I, 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 X-Men was one of my first books. It was my first book that I ever picked up. And then I really like Batman, obviously, because it, around that time, that's when Batman was huge. In the 90s, it was 89 and then 90s, you right. know, I was watching all those movies coming out and all that stuff. So Batman was huge, right? So I had to get into Batman. Um, but, but X-Men, so I, so I was always like DC, Marvel. I'm not this person's like, oh, I'm only DC or I'm only Marvel because, you know, they have great stuff going on, on either side. Yeah. And what a lot of the, the, the writers, like we got, we got, uh, Jeff Lemire, uh, who is doing stuff with DC right now. Mm -hmm. He's doing tons of stuff with, with all kinds of independent labels as well. Right. uh, Independent, um, um, companies as well. And, and, and that's what they do. You know, we got Donnie Cates over at Marvel and he's doing independent books too. And, and that's, I think that's what, you know, I mean, why stick to just, just one or one or two, you know, kind of, uh, sides of the same coin right? sure yeah right? i mean now branching out of the comics i mean mm-hmm. marvel is dominating dc when oh, it comes the, to the cinematic, that, cinematic stuff. universe yeah. however <laughs> if you look at the animated stuff that they're releasing dc DC's is head it. and shoulders above marvel yeah they're killing um, it right now yeah so just it's it's funny to look at the creative mm-hmm. teams at the base of the characters i would say that i sympathize more with the marvel characters i find them okay. to be more relatable uh-huh. um the consequences of their actions as superheroes and individuals, mm-hmm. I feel, is examined more than on the DC side. But even then, there are some DC stories, like I said, depending on the creator, that they actually change the the uh, elements of the main characters enough to make them more relatable. Um, you know, Superman, he's a guy from another planet yeah. that has powers beyond anything we will ever comprehend. He's not really relatable. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah. you know, you look at a Peter Parker, a poor kid that, you know, he doesn't have a lot of money. He, mm-hmm. he's lost 
loved ones. Mm-hmm. He struggles with his personal life, balancing his studies and balancing his work and balancing his interpersonal relationships with others and stuff. People can relate to that. I mean, we all live very chaotic mm-hmm. lives and we've yeah. all had sad things happen to us that are relatable like that. So, uh, yeah, at the base of it, I guess I'm more sympathetic to the Marvel characters. Okay. Yeah. So what is your favorite Marvel movie right now? Well, um, I, probably because it's freshest in my memory, it's got to be Endgame. I mean, they okay. wrapped up 10 years of something. Are you sure it's not Incredible Hulk? <laughs> the 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 Eric uh, Eric uh, was a banner one Bannon, yeah no no, no. Or, the, or the Edward Norton <laughs> you know and even that one wasn't so bad it, at least it had a good Tony Stark uh, cameo in it so yeah, yeah. um but no I I just end game yeah. the last ten minutes of it I oh, ugly yeah. cried I mean yeah. the part where Happy sits down with Morgan. Okay. And yeah. he asks, he's talking to her. He's like, how mm-hmm. you doing? And she says, I'm hungry. And he says, what do you want? And she says, cheeseburgers. Takes it right back to the first. All the way Iron back Man, to yep. the first Iron Man movie. And I yeah. just ugly cry. <laughs> and then that, oh, that closing scene when uh-huh. Steve Rogers, he gives his shield to Falcon mm-hmm. and you know, he's, he's aged, he's lived a good life mm-hmm. and it goes back and it shows him dancing with Peggy. Yeah. And it, it, I admire how, even though he had lived through so much, he still embraced those mm. traditional values of loving that one girl and always being loyal to that one girl. And he could have done yeah. anything in the universe that he wanted to. All he wanted to do was go back in time and be yeah. with that one girl. Yeah. And I just, yeah, so I ugly cry through the whole <laughs> ending of that movie. They did such a wonderful job yeah, uh, putting it all did. together. And I'm really yeah. excited to see where the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going from yeah, here. Yeah, it's it's doing pretty good. Um, so have you have you caught any of the stuff? Have, have, do you have Disney Plus? Not yet. Okay. I, I We're still getting the hardware uh, put together. So oh, our, okay. our Blu-ray yeah. player is a little antiquated, so okay. we can't download new uh, media okay. players on it. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, that, it's coming. It's, yeah. it's coming very soon. So <laughs> Man, you got to check it out because yeah. you got – you got tons of cool stuff over there right now, but the but the one one thing is we we're gonna have to wait till this time next year to watch uh, Falcon yeah. and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, I was like, oh man, I, I really wanted something uh, new with Marvel. I mean, we're gonna get what, what a Black Widow here in a handful of months. Yeah. Um, Aren't we supposed to be getting something? No, in December. No, it's in a few months, isn't it? I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, and I think uh, when is uh, WandaVision coming out too? I know that one that, is around the same time as the yeah, it's, Bucky it's, and and uh, Falcon one. I think that one's a little bit later. I okay. can't tell you. I right. I had all that information in my phone and all that stuff, but um, I can't remember off the top. I know the next one we're going to be getting is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay. Um, but we but we're not going to be able to get it until next year. We got yeah. but we got all kinds of Star Wars stuff. We got Mandalorian, yeah, which that's awesome. But yeah, that's a different yeah. podcast. I'm seeing all the Baby Yoda <laughs> memes and everything like that. So I, I definitely need we're to not... get into that. <laughs> yeah, but man, we but I want some new Marvel stuff. I mean, yeah. we got all the old school animated uh, cartoons and stuff like that from back in the day, from back in the '90s and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You got X Men, you got Spider Man. Um, there's even Silver Surfer that's yeah, on there. Yep. I don't know if you heard. Did you hear that they had all these all these episodes out of order? I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, I find it interesting that uh, yeah, it took the geeks out there to go, hey, <laughs> you guys need to fix this. Yeah, yeah. My co-host for the show, um, she actually we were talking about it on the last episode, and she was like, 
She's like, you know what? Did you notice that they were out of order? Because I, I, I thought I did. And I was like, you know what? I, I started watching it. I don't think I finished a whole episode because, you know, life happens, babies sure. crying, things yep. like that. But so I didn't ever start. I started it, but I never finished it. Mm-hmm. And, and now I'm just like, I want, I now I want to go back and see if they actually fixed it. Cause I still haven't heard anything about them fixing it. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know if they fixed it yet or not. But All right. Yeah, All that right. was that was kind of annoying, man, because there's other platforms, uh, other streaming services that have X-Men on there, and yeah. they're all in order. Yeah. Like, how yeah. hard is it to, for you to, like, just put them in order and make sure they're there? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, I, I wonder if maybe the demand isn't high enough or something. I don't know. I mean, I mean who knows what's going enough, on with Disney, I mean, but. Everybody and their mother has, has Disney Plus yeah, right now. Yeah, So I don't, I don't, I'm not understanding it. Yeah. I still get, I still get problems with my Disney Plus. Like, like the nights that Mandalorian comes out. Mm-hmm. I can't get on. Oh, at really? All. Like, like there, I always get that that uh, you know, that killer circle, you mm-hmm. know, on, uh, on there saying you know, and you can't get on yet, and it's it's taking forever. So, uh, I I can never get on it on on Fridays because everybody's watching Mandalorian. Yeah. Man. So you you think it's a server <laughs> issue on on Disney's end then? Or I think so. Interesting. And then and then, and then for some reason in uh, they're they're Great Britain doesn't have Disney Plus yet. They're not getting it until yeah. next year. Yeah. Um, and, and one of my buddies, he was telling me that they tested, uh, Disney plus out in the Netherlands or something like that, like a few weeks prior to, to, to releasing it. Okay. So, I mean, wouldn't you just, you, once you figure out all the bugs then, you know, yeah. well, I don't, I don't understand. I don't, it's, it's amazing how much <laughs> the lawyers have determined how all of this stuff is going to go down. I, I mean, and, and it's been in motion for a couple of decades now, way back in the day when Marvel sold off. Right, the rights to their mm-hmm. properties to all these various uh, film companies, mm-hmm. and we've seen where that's led them. I mean, Sony and Disney now are still fighting over Spider-Man, and <laughs> right. thank goodness that, that we have a guy like Tom Holland that's like, guys, I really want to keep doing this. Yeah, and they're like, okay, fine. Well, I guess we can do some more collaboration with Disney, but uh, you know, it, it, I think we are quickly approaching the time when Disney is going to be at least a part owner in every. Mm entertainment company in, in the world it's amazing <laughs> it's so crazy how they do that, yeah but yeah i don't know uh with all these with all these new um streaming services um everybody's all they're all everybody's all about cutting the cord and all that stuff but is it really cutting the cord? You're spending more than than what you would. Think. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. That's different. We could get into that. It is, time. but I mean, I guess the you know, I I my summary to that would be that Disney kind of came up and they said, look, we're going to do this thing where you're going to have mm-hmm. access to pretty much everything we've ever done for about six bucks a month. Yeah, but they also do the deal with. ESPN Plus or and Hulu, what, yeah, yeah, Hulu yeah. And, and everything. And that whole package is 15 bucks. And yeah. it, you kind of look at that and Can't I, I it, think yeah. the Netflixes of the world, the, you know, all the other ones, mm-hmm. they're going to have to analyze their business model. And so it's crazy how, yeah. um, again, how the lawyers have just kind of made the world what it is now. Mm-hmm. And, and Disney seems to think, yeah, we can charge what we're going to charge and still make tons yeah. of money. So I I mean there's 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 this ongoing thing out there and I haven't heard it for I mean uh, you know we I'm I'm always in the auctions and I'm always in the shops and all that stuff but I always hear and it's always been a rumor out there that 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 actual physical comics were going to are going to go away soon and I don't know if I believe it so 
yeah, I can I can see why people would say it, but I don't think yeah, it would be. I, I don't think, think it would work. I think there's always going to be a demand for a physical copy. Yeah. I mean, you can't autograph you collectors, man. Exactly, you can't autograph a digital comic. Yeah. Um. So there's gonna there's you know art is always going to have to be put on paper, mm-hmm. and people are yeah. gonna want hard copies of that. That's but, my. But I I think the actual physical sales of comics is mm-hmm. going to go if it hasn't already it's going to go down quite a bit i mean uh, even even our the books we're reading that mm-hmm. aren't comic books they're all i mean you mm-hmm. know uh, kindle and and everything i mean they've they've completely revolutionized how people are receiving their their written material so yeah i think i think there was a time uh you know where where comics were kind of dipping and and yeah uh you know comic shops you see comic shops pop up and then and then you know a handful of years later they're gone and yeah. stuff like that but i mean I mean, I, I honestly, I with the comic shop that I'm involved with, and and the guys, they're a great group of guys, and the auctions that they got going on, I don't see it. Yeah, I don't see this this dwindle in 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 uh, sales. I mean, yes, it's there, and there are days where it's super slow. I'm sure our buddies in the shop can you know can can be witness to 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 what we're kind of saying here, but. Honestly, you got the guys who are collecting. You got the speculators. You got the books. I mean, there's books. I got a handful of books right here on my shelf right now that that they're they're speculator books. Yeah. Uh, you got books here where you got. I got this one right here. I'm. Uh, uh, you know, this is first J J Abrams Spider Man where okay. you got first appearance of Cadaverous. Yeah. And yeah. this one's this one right now. This this book is jumping up because it's a first appearance of a brand new character. Is that the one that he co-wrote with his son? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. Yeah. So I mean, and then and then you've got um, a couple other books that that there's there's in the last few months I've seen that there's been more key issues, yeah, and those numbers have been jumping up, and, and then you got all these these uh, these shows out there that are optioning comic book mm-hmm. properties now, yeah. yeah, you know, just in the last day or so I heard that they're doing the max, like the Channing Tatum is uh, has has signed on to option uh, the max, and, okay. And I would have never known that they would ever try to do the. That's a crazy book. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with the Max. It's no, just, not really. It's a really you. You got to check it out. Okay. After that, you got to look it up. Check it out. It's a really oddball, off the wall, uh, 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 book for them to option. I never would have thought I would have seen something like that. You know, e- either in a movie or or a TV show f- form. It's, yeah. I I like that stuff where the ones that I thought would never ever be mm-hmm. in on yeah. screen or something like that they make like when they they announced Guardians of the Galaxy I went yeah. isn't that the one with the talking tree and the <laughs> raccoon like what are they really yeah. doing that and they did I, it I they did it well yeah but uh, never... <laughs> yeah and then there are others that I that I look at that I'm like I can't believe they haven't done this it made this into a movie you know there's a, a for example the Amory mm. Wars I yeah. think that would be yeah. a wonderful HBO miniseries yeah it'd be I, the next expanse yeah right? yeah it, it could be i mean with the story and everything it could rival and i don't want to sound arrogant but i think it could rival game of thrones okay it, it's got the the you know it's got the the the, the battles and mm-hmm. it's got but it's got, it's the, got the whole world building it's, it's exactly awesome. it's, yeah, yeah you've yeah. got multiple characters in multiple areas mm-hmm. and everything like that i think that one would be a wonderful hbo series mm-hmm. i think um, i read the first um First trade, I can't of the of the Amory Okay, because I was a big, huge, uh, big, huge uh, fan of the of them uh, of Claudio Sanchez mm-hmm. and his band. 
I actually went and seen him tons of times. We um, there's this is probably a, a conversation for the the music memory right. podcast, but but uh, there there's this time where we went to go see Coheed and Cambria, mm-hmm. and it was in this small small venue in uh, in Phoenix, and it, I think I remember tell, telling you about this that. Um, that we went to go hang out with them and, yeah. and they thought that we were we worked there and all that stuff and we hung out with them for a while and we got to talking to them and it was it was a it was a whole cool thing it was yeah. pretty cool to hang yeah. out with them the whole band and and to talk with them for a little while so that was pretty cool back then I didn't know he was doing I knew he was doing a comic book um, but this was like around that time where he may have just released just a few issues okay um, so it wasn't as huge as it is now and he definitely didn't have his own. Um, comic book company. Yeah, yeah, and he, he's actually grown quite a bit. Evil Ink Comics has several mm-hmm. titles now. Um, That's awesome. There's a title that he does called Kill Audio that is, uh, I heard of that the one. character looks remarkably similar to him, <laughs> um, but uh, it, it it's funny because like they use music as a weapon and stuff, and okay. they talk about yeah. genres, so like if somebody starts arguing well, it's like heavy metal. Well, is it like Norwegian death metal, <laughs> or is it like you know, Brazilian yeah. uh, whatever metal and stuff. So it, it's, it's, it's a fun series, but yeah. Uh, yeah and, and so, you know, going back to your, mm-hmm. uh, your, you know, when you got to meet him and stuff. So one of the coolest things that ever happened to me was uh, 2013, they were touring on the rock Rockstar uh, uproar festival. Uh-huh. Um, the two headliners were Alice in Chains and Jane's addiction. Um, I won a contest on Twitter to play wiffle ball with uh, Coheed and Cambria oh. backstage. <laughs> nice. and, yeah. And That's uh, awesome. <laughs> it was amazing because they took us back there and Claudio Sanchez is tying on his uh, his uh, tennis shoes getting uh-huh. ready for us. I was like, holy cow, that's Claudio Sanchez <laughs> right in front of me. And it, it was amazing. That's funny, yeah. dude. <laughs> Who won that game? <laughs> uh, Co- Coheed and Cambria won, actually. And and I was the one, I was, uh, you know, it was it was like in, what was that movie with Robert Redford, uh, The Natural, when, when it's the, you know, the bottom of the ninth, bases uh-huh. loaded. Yeah. I was up to bat and it was a full count. Oh, except man. Except I didn't hit the ball. I struck out. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Who I struck you out? Um, I want to... S- Claudio was in uh, was in left field, so I want to say it was either their lead guitarist or okay. their drummer. I can't that's remember. What, but yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's funny. Yeah. So I I lost wiffle ball to Coheed and Cambria. Oh so, man, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> Good times, man. Good yeah. times. <laughs> and so is there? Okay, this is this is this going to be a, a question here that. <laughs> so is there a book um, out? Or or a something that is like your holy grail. Um, so I've got one, and and as far as like story and stuff goes, it's kind of average. But um, I managed to get a copy of uh. So Greg Horn is my favorite artist. Okay. Uh, if you ever go to a comic con, you'll know who he is because he sets up these bright lights at the front of his booth mm-hmm. because he uses so much color, and so um this this light just brings out that color. He's oh, a wonderful awesome. artist. Um, but he did a special edition of the Death of Wolverine. Uh, um, the, the, it was a variant cover for Salt Lake Comic Con Mm -hmm. and it was still Salt Lake Comic Con. They have since, they got sued by San Diego Comic Con and they had to change their name to like Mm -hmm. the Salt Lake Comic Convention fan experience. So they just call it Fan X now, but it has the logo of Salt Lake Comic Con on the front of it. So it's a huge collector's item for that. Okay. It's a variant uh, exclusive to Salt Lake Comic Con, um, I got it autographed by Greg Horn, and oh, I also got it autographed by Stan Lee. Oh, 
Nice. So that is like if you're talking. Were like, they both there? Yes. Awesome. Yeah, I, awesome. I paid, I want to say like 150 bucks for the special Stan Lee mm-hmm. meet and greet package where you got a, a, an autograph from him and you also got your photograph taken with him. That's so, awesome. Yeah. That's and, awesome. and this was, you know, <clears throat> three years before he died. Oh, so, wow. I mean, just. I hope you got that thing like in a frame. It somewhere. is. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah it's it's awesome. in our storage shed right now, but it is, it is a uh, very well. <laughs> Gotta break uh, that thing out, man. <laughs> yeah. It is, it is so precious to me just to think that. Uh, you know, Stanley. I mean, after I after I got my picture taken with him, I had mm-hmm. to collect myself. I was in tears. I was just like, <laughs> "This is the man. This is the guy." That's and Stan I just met him. Yeah, I, you know, they told us, uh, you know, his hands get sore, so don't shake his hand. But he loves to fist bump. So I That's got to funny. fist bump Stanley and everything. That's and awesome. Yeah, it was one of the coolest moments of my life. That's really cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I would have met him uh, back in the day. So I I worked I worked at one of the cons here. Um, but he was at the show prior to the one that I was working. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, man. But I did get to meet um, uh, one of my uh, favorite artists, um, which was George Perez. And I actually got the book right here behind yeah. me, and I got it signed right here. It's uh, New Teen Titans number one. Awesome. And I got that signed. Yeah, so I was, that was pretty cool. I was going to – Marv Wolfman was there too. But, um, but you know, <laughs> George Perez said, hey, you can get this signed from by Marv too. He's over there. Oh, wait. And Where'd then he, he but he wasn't there. Oh, no. And he's like he's like and then he t- he sh- puts his head down and shakes his head. He said did he leave again? And I was like, oh, there must be something there where where Mar- Marv Wolfman like, shows up to a con and he leaves halfway through or something. <laughs> but he shook his head. I was like, oh, that's there's something there. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, I, I, could, I was going to get it double signed, but but Marv, Marv wasn't there. So <laughs> so I just got George Perez. But that's cool, though, because, he, he, you know, that's that's a legend right there. Yeah, uh, that's cool. <laughs> that's very cool. So are you reading anything right now? Um, not as much as I'd like to. I mean, I'm going back over my favorites. Uh, in fact, I was just kind of looking at a few before I came here. Uh-huh. Um, I'm rereading Watchmen right now. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, just because of the, I'm, I'm a very politically driven person. So mm-hmm. I like the comics that involve a okay. lot of elements of yeah. politics and stuff. So I'm rereading Watchmen right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also rereading a series called Ex Machina. Okay. Um, yeah. I love that one. That one is, it was, so mm-hmm. Uh, just to, I think I've got a couple of those random. Do you? In that's here. I might, awesome. Might, I might even pull some out and give them to you. Dude. That's great. I love that <laughs> series. I have the whole series uh, digitally. Um, cool. And, and I read yeah. it quite frequently. So this one, uh, there's a little bit of a backstory to it. So when I was in the Navy, my job uh, in the Navy was a religious program specialist. Mm-hmm. So I was the uh, physical security for chaplains, okay. and I was also there because they, because of, according to the Geneva Conventions, chaplains can't be armed. So okay. they trained us to be their physical security and stuff. And uh, also on board a ship, I was like their administrative assistant. And Mm -hmm. for some weird reason, they made us run the ship's library. Okay. And so I I had to get familiar with the Dewey Decimal System uh-huh. and all this stuff. It was yeah. weird. But uh, <laughs> so every couple of weeks on board the ship, when we'd get mail, there was a group. It was like books for troops or something mm-hmm. like that. And they would just send boxes of random books to us. Yeah, yeah. And we'd get about 20 or 30 books every couple of weeks. And maybe five or six of them in the boxes we would get mm-hmm. would be graphic novels. Oh, cool. 
And one time we got Ex Machina. And uh, for the people that don't know, Ex Machina is kind of an alternate history. Um, it's about a guy named Mitchell Hundred mm. who works for the civil engineering of uh, New York City. And it, this is based on an actual event that in the 90s there was a huge blackout in that affected all of New York City. Okay. And so they kind of explain it with this comic. Mm -hmm. What happens is he goes under the Brooklyn Bridge and finds this glowing box. And when he reaches into the water, it explodes in his face. Wow. And he immediately starts hearing the noise of all the electronics, all the mechanical mm -hmm. devices around him. And it hurts his ear so bad he screams. He says, shut up. And it shuts off all the mechanical devices in New York City. Oh, wow. So he develops wow. the ability to communicate with mechanical devices. Wow. Um, in the story, he is so he becomes a superhero because he mm. can like if someone's trying to shoot somebody, he can tell the gun to misfire. Oh, At wow. one point, he's being chased by by the FBI or something like that, and he tells their airbags to deploy in their car. And so these wow. poor guys, you know, it, it's really pretty cool. That's cool. Um, but in the story, he prevents the second. Uh, Twin Tower from getting impacted by the plane oh, wow. um, on 9-11 and stuff. So it's it's a really cool one. But, yeah, um, that's an interesting So uh, the story, it, it, it kind of goes over his superhero career, but then he, after he retires, he decides to run for mayor of New York City. Oh, wow. And uh, he... he uh, he becomes elected in a landslide and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And he is very progressive. Um, and so the comic itself addresses political issues that they, they were five, six years ahead of their time. Uh -huh. So it, it deals a lot with first amendment rights and stuff like that. Like he is the mayor is asked to close down this art exhibit mm -hmm. because of, um, I, I believe there's some nudity or something in the, in the art exhibit and people are complaining about it. And he, He's, so it discusses kind of the First Amendment rights of okay. things of, you know, yeah. this person has the right to do that. Who am I to mm -hmm. shut it down? And then it also it addresses um, uh, uh, same sex marriage is a big theme mm -hmm. in it and stuff like that. So um, politically, it's a very intriguing yeah. uh, story as Seems well. Really but, cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's I love that that series. So Ex Machina. And I, I'm trying to remember who it's it's a D.C. uh it is a DC property. It was okay. uh, published through Wildstorm, and uh, okay, yeah, yeah. and uh, Brian K. Vaughn and uh, Garth Ennis were oh, the writers sweet. on that. Yeah, so, they, yeah, they're great. They're yeah. great. They're great. Yeah. And the Wild Wildstorm. That's uh, that's Jim Lee's yes. stuff. Yeah, right there. yeah. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, yeah it, it, awesome. it's really cool. My favorite, one of my favorite scenes in the in the uh, series is uh, so he becomes mayor of New York City. In his office, he has a basement room mm -hmm. where he goes down. And like I said, he can communicate with with electronic devices. He can tell things to shut down or turn That's on. That's awesome. Say, yeah, um, I'm gonna have to take that one up. Yeah, now. it's really I know, cool. I, I know for like, I know you know you always get those random books, right. like those random books, and you always go get like a like a stacker somewhere just randomly. I know for a fact that I've seen one in my collection somewhere. Maybe it was like a re, re like a reissue of a number one or yep. something. But I. I saw something like that in there, and I was All like, right. "Hey, this looks interesting. What is this?" Yeah, book? I highly recommend it. But yeah, it, yeah so I've never one, really actually looked into into that one though. Yeah, it's good. And so, anyways, at one point, he's in this basement room mm -hmm. in his office that he requires you can't have any electronic equipment in here. This is his okay. quiet place where yeah. he doesn't have to listen. And um, they sent the governor sends some guy so uh, from Buffalo, New York, to uh, kind of. Uh, 
uh, uh, uh, you know, throw some muscle around with mm-hmm. Mayor Hundred. And uh, the guy comes in and he's like, you as the mayor, you're going to do this, this, and this, or the state's going to make it really difficult for mm-hmm. you. And and uh, he's like, I'm not going to be intimidated. Yeah. And at, and shortly thereafter, you see the guy start to kind of clutch his chest. Oh, no. And he says, and next time, tell the governor to send somebody that doesn't have a pacemaker. Oh, And so, you, can, so you know, he's able to, like, uh, you yeah. know, mess with yeah. this dude's pacemaker maker even so it's just it's a, <laughs> such a fun uh, such a fun thing so yeah, like man. at one point somebody tries to assassinate him he tells the gun yeah. to misfire so uh, people start getting creative so the, some guy tries to ass- assassinate him with a bow and arrow you know because yeah. he can't communicate <laughs> with that and stuff so yeah it's it's a really really good series i like yeah. that one a lot it sounds good man yeah it sounds good. yeah it's a good one all right so so we're in the christmas season yes so is there something out there like that that you would really want in your collection or that you're really hoping and, and maybe our wives are listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> Is there something that you are really hoping to get for Christmas this year? I know I sound like I'm Santa Claus. Or right. Something. <laughs> um, it would it actually, I've, I've looked into it and I really would like to get that GI Joe volume one, oh, number 85 man. because it was my first comic. Number 85. Yep. Is yep. Volume one, number 85. And I have looked at monster comics. I flipped through everything uh-huh. and, and uh, they do not have it, but I'm, you know, they've got it on Amazon, but they, they, you, it says the condition is good, but I'm uh-huh. like, well, what does that mean? Yeah. And stuff. So anyways, so that's, good. that's the it's, one. It's, it's, it's what it means. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's good. It's not. It's not near mint or very fine. Exactly. And, and, and then I'm so. going. Well, does that mean is that the, a cover issue? Is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. So, anyways, I, I I'm kind of reluctant to to buy one. So, what is usually the price point for something like that? Around twenty bucks. Oh, that's not. Yeah, bad. yeah. That's it's not bad. bad. Now, if it were, I think it's uh, issue number seventeen, which was the first mm-hmm. one that didn't have dialogue. That one will go for a couple of hundred, depending. Oh, on wow. the, Yeah, depending yeah. on the condition. That's but, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome, yeah. If, if uh, I, I think uh, my wife, so this this season, my wife's getting me something awesome. You know, you heard about that Todd McFarlane thing going on where he's partnering with CGC and all that stuff, yep. and he's yeah. and he's signing books and getting them graded and all that stuff. I get to do that this year. I got I got oh, a man. I got a Spawn number one sitting in my collection, and I'm gonna be, hopefully be sending that in here in the next few days to get it to get it signed and graded by that's Todd cool. McFarlane. That's I'm cool. pretty I'm pretty excited so. That's cool. Yeah, yeah and that one if, if that now obviously it's a number 1, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a key issue. Yeah. Um so so I I'm hoping to I'm hoping it's going to come back like a high 9. That's cool. Even if it's in like a 92, which I don't think it's going to be that low. I think it's still pre- going to be pretty cuz it's pretty good condition. It's a it's a very I think it's a near mint. Um, so, but it's, it's really great. It, I, I am excited to do that. I've never done anything like that. Never sent anything. I've bought in graded books, but yeah. I've never actually sent anything in myself. So well, that's cool. There's, there's a couple of books here that I want to get sent down. I want to get, uh, I want to get that new, uh, that new teen Titans mm-hmm. number one sent in, but I have to send it into, uh, CBCS so I can get it red labeled because it's all, it's been signed yeah. after the fact. So I want to. And CBCS is the only uh, company, or one of the only companies that that uh, does that right now. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to convince my wife to let me do that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's another one I, w- I would love to see slabbed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and just looking at your collection as we're speaking, I mean, I I don't I didn't keep a lot of my a lot of my hard copy stuff. I uh-huh. mean, and and it's funny because my tastes changed so much over the years. So like. You know, I I got into junior high and I discovered girls and and I discovered <laughs> uh, sports and stuff like that. And so I, you know, the the comic collection kind of dropped yeah. off. But 
Um, yeah, this this is just my collection from like the last couple of years. Right, you know, and it's amazing. <laughs> and I didn't. I, I had to stop collecting. Like there was a moment in time where I was spending up to a hundred dollars, almost two hundred dollars a month. On wow. stuff, and yeah, every I got buddies out there. They're like, I do that in a week, <laughs> and I, yeah, hey man, more more power to you guys because I I don't know how you guys do it because I got a family and I can't spend that. <laughs> My wife gets upset with me when I when I go into the shop. You spent forty dollars. <laughs> I'm like, great. Hey, I'm sorry. Hey, it's not drugs, honey. So. <laughs> I, I can only use that excuse so much. <laughs> Sometimes she might say, hey, where's the drugs? No, yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, man. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Oh, no, that's fine. It's just, you know, so, yeah, I, I don't have as many of the hard copy things and stuff, mm-hmm. as, as obviously, as you do. But uh, all of my stuff is digitally stored. I mean, I've got... Yeah. Um, every single issue of The Walking Dead, I've got mm-hmm. it digitally. Sweet. Um, you know, that was another one that I discovered yeah. while I was on the ship. And that was one that they, when AMC came out and they announced, mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to be doing a TV series of The Walking Dead. I went, a TV series? Yeah. It's a pretty brutal comic. Are they really going to do that? <laughs> and, uh, and it's interesting to see now that mm-hmm. the comics are over, they've, they've yeah. wrapped that up. Um, what they've done with the series, it's kind of gone mm-hmm. off the rails. Um, I mean, it's still entertaining and stuff, but it's it's yeah. uh, so far away from the comic now that it, it doesn't. I haven't resemble really kept much. up on it. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, you know, just characters that didn't exist to begin mm-hmm. to begin with. They, they, they um, did that quite a bit though from the beginning. Though. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, Daryl doesn't even exist in yeah. the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, Carol, she dies pretty early, early on, on yeah and she's still around and, and kicking and stuff so yeah and mm-hmm. um you know shane didn't last past what, issue two or three yeah and yeah. and he was well he, into the second two, season issue two, it, it was early on that he that yeah. He, yeah they had to kill him off but um <laughs> so uh, you know that one's interesting i really like Rob, robert kirkman's stuff mm-hmm. uh, he's got another series called uh outcast that yeah. he wrote yeah. um and I haven't I, really read that one. So that one, it's it, 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 it. The main theme of it is demonic mm. possession. Yeah, that's one of the which, reasons I was like, yeah, I was like, I I know there's a fan base out there, but sometimes there's books out there. It's like ice cream. I I've already used this today with one of my buddies on Twitter. <laughs> uh, it's like ice cream, right? It may not be my flavor, but it's still freaking ice. Yeah, cream. <laughs> yeah, and 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 so, it, but it's an interesting look at it. And I'm not I'm not saying hey, you need to go right out there and look at it, but yeah. it, if. Um, you know, it, it's an argument that I make for it that I read the first issue not knowing that it was about mm-hmm. demonic possession. Yeah. Um, but they kind of approach it from another angle where there, like, there's one character that his wife is possessed, mm-hmm. and um, so it it there's a ki- the main character he can tell if mm-hmm. somebody is possessed or not and he can mm-hmm. he can he kind of partners with a preacher to you know do the yeah, exorcisms yeah. and all that stuff but uh anyways he um they come across this character and they're like your wife is possessed by mm-hmm. a demon we need to get it out and he says i know she is i hated my wife before she was possessed by this demon mm-hmm. this demon is amazing she loves me oh my you know like <laughs> she treats me better than my wife ever treated me do not 
don't you dare exercise <laughs> God, that demon. Sucks. So yeah, it's kind of an interesting <laughs> approach so where like they're like, well, I mean, if they're happy with having a demonically possessed wife, <laughs> then I guess that's their prerogative. So it's it's a it's yeah. an interesting look at it. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's not something that I would say get into you know dive in and, and yeah. stuff because there are still some of those you know in elements of the demonic possession that'll make you uncomfortable. But yeah, uh, just there are approaches from the other angle where it's like, yeah, I guess you know they do make an argument. So. <laughs> It's a, it's a it's an interesting read. I, yeah, yeah, Kirkman's really good. And then what's the uh, is it Atomic Dog that he did? That that one's like for kids. I can't remember. Um, I, don't, I don't. I'm not really familiar with a lot of his stuff. Okay. I, I, see, I'm I'm because I'm doing doing this podcast. I kind of mainly focus on reading Marvel and DC. Yep. I'm just trying to branch out and kind of like do more indie stuff yep. because I just I'm just I'm just need to kind of broaden my horizons a little bit and kind of get into more indie stuff so just right now i'm just trying to get into more i'm right now i'm reading two indie books that i really am super intrigued by one of them is called vampire state building okay pretty cool the premise is and i and i've already and and my listeners are like all right shut up about that book already but it the premise is uh, is a a handful of 20 somethings um they they want to take their buddy who is uh who is going into the military he's called to afghanistan and they want to give him this last hurrah and kind of show him what he's missing, show him the, the city and the love and the camaraderie. And this is what you're missing. Do you really need to go? And he's got a father who was in the military, so he kind of wants to follow the footsteps. You know, that's that that old old, right. old story. Right. Yeah. Um, but and then and then something happens because they the in this in the Empire State Building, they are renovating some things to kind of updating some some items. And uh, so. So they are they they're something happens and they unearth something evil that was hidden away in the structure of the Empire State Building, and then chaos ensues. So cool. I mean, it's pretty cool. It's it's so far it's really good. I re- I read uh, issue one and two, three should be coming out very soon. It's it's really awesome. That's and then cool. there's another one called Undiscovered Country, where um there's a plague in in in, in the world and um. For some weird reason, the United States states has been kind of wiped off the map of the earth. It's, it's not really been wiped off, but like it's been closed off to everybody else. Nobody's been able to enter in. When you try to, you it's like this invisible shield. You can't get in. And somebody had sent uh, 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 them a message saying, "Hey, we have the cure. Come, come to America. We'll invite you again. We'll let you in." And and they send off these these uh, hand this group of people into there to go figure out who sent this message and and to go talk to this person and to figure out what kind of cure they have for this thing and when they get there they find that uh that that person that they that was supposedly sent them the message did not send them the message and there's the story right there for interesting. you. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> they have, uh, if you like land whales, <laughs> this is a, this is a book for you. <laughs> uh, that's cool. That's cool. But it's, it's, uh, there's some, there's some great books. Out yeah. There right yeah. Now. I, 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 I found that as I've gone into adulthood, I've appreciated more of the independent titles and Appreciate stuff. the land whales. Yeah. yeah sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's, there's a, a lot of independent titles that I've really just attached to. And, and I think a lot of it has to do with, those books that were sent to us they were such a random yeah. jumble of books that uh you know we weren't really getting the dcs or the mm-hmm. marvels we were getting the the independents that uh you know weren't selling so well at the yeah. time yeah. yeah yeah 
All right, man. Uh, we could probably wrap it up from here if you, unless you got anything else to awesome. talk about. No, man. I'm I'm really glad that we could sit down and and chat about this. I've I've had a, a really good time with you. Yeah, and, man. Yeah, I'm I'm just in awe looking at uh, here in your studio. You've got a wonderful collection of stuff, man. Uh, I'm, I'm man you know what? I, it's 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 my own little. I don't have nearly enough as what I want, <laughs> but this is the small little area that my wife has given me and. And I definitely filled it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's awesome. And I really do appreciate you kind of introducing introducing me to Monster Comics here. Yeah. Um. You know, when we moved, uh, we, my family relocated uh, just over a year, or under a year ago uh, from northern Utah. And, mm-hmm. and I really wanted to get my daughter into comics. And yeah. I took her to another comic shop. And, um, you know, we were kind of treated a little bit invisibly, mm-hmm. you know, um, and finally, somebody kind of helped her find something. And, and uh, she actually, the book she walked away with, it's, I think, is it Sinistory? I think that it, it's um, the publisher that publishes Disney movies into graphic novel formats. Okay. She got The Good Dinosaur. Oh, and cool. it was yeah. one of those things where we sent her to bed. Mm-hmm. And my wife and I, before we go to bed, we walk in and check in on the kids real quick. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't in her bed. And we were really worried, and <laughs> but her closet light was on, and we looked in the closet. She's sitting on the floor reading this book. Reading her comic. And now my wife was furious with her, but I'm standing back there like, yeah, yes. that's my kid. So yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really, do the same thing. Uh, yeah. And so uh, you know, I, I, I just as a medium, I, I find comics mm. to be encouraging to you know with the little kids if they're having a hard time reading mm-hmm. the pictures help yeah then they get to figure out what's going on mm-hmm. and stuff so I, mm-hmm. I i just i hope that that comics as a medium continue to to develop and exist and stuff and they i don't i don't think they're going away anytime soon i don't think so either. um now the the method by which we receive them is going to change and and things but uh yeah the actual i think it'll, be, I think it'll change around. i think it'll change for the better you know, but I don't think that we're ever going to see uh, our hard copies go anywhere. Our our because there's there's a market out there for for the key issues and yeah. and there's a market out there for it. And as long as we have a market, I don't think it's going anywhere. Yeah, um, yeah. There's the, the that market may ebb and flow a little bit, but I mean it kind of goes with the with the you know the property. I guess yeah. you know it, it's it's just what it is. I mean, and that's just business. Any any kind of business does that. But yep. I think um, with all these, all these, all the stuff that these these uh, companies are doing with all these new key issues that's coming out, these new characters that they're creating, and I think it is intriguing uh, collectors again. It is a, a getting new people into comic books. I mean, I'm definitely intrigued to broaden my horizons and, and look out there with, for that and open up myself from just Marvel and DC, where if you would have asked me just maybe four or five years ago, I would have said, not nah, just DC, you know, <laughs> I, and I would have never want. I, I, yeah, I, I do love a lot of Marvel stuff, but I would have preferred DC over Marvel. Yeah. And now I love both, but now I really am intrigued in some of the indie stuff. I used to be back in the day, like uh, we had... Um, I used to I, I, I was reading uh, Witches, which was Scott Snyder's book, one of his horror books. Mm-hmm. There's a couple other ones here. I'll show you later. But uh, I, I was into that stuff. But then I, I really got into this podcasting thing, and I really got into DC stuff more than anything else. And then and then now I'm just just trying to get back into the DC stuff. And, and you know, I think it, 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 when you got these these writers and these these artists. You know, putting their heart, mind, and soul into this stuff, man, they can create something great. Yeah. And I think 
I think, hey, hey man, it's not going to go anywhere. No, I don't no. think so. Yeah. I don't think it's going anywhere. All right, man. I appreciate you coming in and talking with me and rambling on about a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fun, man. It's awesome. I really appreciate you uh, inviting <laughs> me here. This has been great. Yeah, man. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next time. Uh, for our regular episode we'll be back and we'll talk about some really cool books and some great segments coming up for you guys so stay tuned for that we'll see you next time oh no let's tell mom it was billy's mistake you're making the mistake flint anyone can have an accident but lying makes it worse but mom will be upset she'll be even more upset if you lie and how would you feel if billy got punished face up to what you've done don't take the easy way out We'll tell her we did it. Remember, it's better to tell the truth. And that's no lie. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe.